The Eye of the Tiger. One of my favorite songs of all time. Eye of the Tiger. From the great trilogy film. Technically, it is a trilogy film because it was the third one. But there's been how many Rockies? There's Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, technically, in the Rocky franchise. Two Creeds, six Rockies. Hopefully, that franchise can continue on somehow. I don't know how it's going to do it. But I love anything Sylvester Stallone is in. And Sylvester Stallone had the biggest mic drop, I would say, of the week, being that Sylvester Stallone tweeted and shared the trailer for Rambo Last Blood. Oh my lord, that looks so damn good. I cannot wait to see that movie. Sylvester Stallone has always been my dude. He's always been my favorite. Um, Even some of his movies that haven't done as well, he's Sylvester Stallone. I mean... For Christ's sake, the guy's 72 years old, 73, however old he is. He's in his 70s, and he is busier now than he's ever been. He's as busy now as he's ever been. So God bless him. God bless us, Stallone. Hope he keeps it, keeps the, the wheels turning, and uh, hopefully he continues to just be awesome. I've, I've really enjoyed it. So... All that being said, my name is Ryan Thomas. Of course, you're listening to the Thomas Take Sports Podcast, and this is a boxing edition of the show. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Do I have a lot to talk about in today's show? Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz, which took place last night, Saturday night, on DAZN, and took place in Madison Square Garden in New York City. And this was Anthony Joshua's first fight on U.S. soil. As far as since he became a global superstar, he decides to head to the big city, Bright Lights Big City, kiss, stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun that Anthony Joshua is. He decides to take this fight on short notice as well, being that Andy Ruiz was a late-notice opponent that is getting lost in this entire upset, which is the biggest upset in the history of the sport in the last 25 years, within the last 25 years, I'd say, since Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson back in Tokyo, Japan, back in whatever year that was. Had to have been 25 years ago, somewhere around there. This, this This might even be bigger, and it's not on the end of... Anthony Joshua, or it's not, you know, discrediting Anthony Joshua or overstating how great Anthony Joshua is, but in terms of the fact that this was a short notice fight, the fact that Andy Ruiz, albeit 32 and 1 in his professional boxing career, that doesn't really make it a bigger upset than Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. Um, But it makes it, definitely makes it a little bit. I, I would say just in terms of the era that we live in now of social media, of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that has a tendency to promote things beyond what they actually are. has a, t- a tendency to, to make things bigger than what they actually are. And 25 years from now, we'll look back on this moment and say that, 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 that that's a great upset. That's a huge upset. Um, 
I don't think it's as big as, as Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. No doubt. Nothing is as big as that. But I will say that in this era, since Buster Douglas stiffened Mike Tyson, knocked him down and, and rocked him, uh, I'd say this is the biggest thing since. And you really watch this fight and how it took place. Anthony Joshua, from the get-go, to me, just looked completely out of sync. Just did not look like he was on. His mind looked like it was somewhere else. It looked like he was thinking about something that did not involve being in the squared circle with the ropes under the bright lights. He just did not look like he belonged in there, which is crazy to say that a four- title-holding, belt-holding champion, a guy that has four heavyweight boxing titles, four of the five heavyweight boxing titles, was just not there, Was just, just, just didn't belong in there with Andy Ruiz. To say he didn't belong in there with Andy Ruiz, with all due respect, the concept of health and wellness, of physical fitness, of just looking your best, completely went out the window with Andy Ruiz winning this fight versus Anthony Joshua. That all just completely was tossed aside and just thrown to thrown to the curb with Andy Ruiz winning this fight versus Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua looks like he is is carved in stone with the six-pack abs, with the with the big traps, just muscles everywhere, whereas Andy Ruiz looks like he is your local plumber. I mean, this guy looks like he has no business being in a boxing ring. It looks like he has no cardiovascular ability whatsoever. And yet Andy Ruiz was the one that was firing the shots left and right. Andy Ruiz was the one winging punches left and right, lefts, rights, haymakers galore. And Anthony Joshua just looked completely gassed within the first couple rounds of this fight. And the fight eventually ended in the seventh round, the ref decides, hey, we're going to wave this off. This fight cannot continue. And really, I thought the ref should have stopped it earlier. I, I don't think Anthony Joshua was in the right frame of mind to even fight. I think he was rocked from the first knockdown on. And it's it's odd because Joshua was, was rocked. He got knocked down. Then he knocked down Andy Ruiz. So essentially, this was a heavyweight firefight from the get-go. And Joshua was forced to really fight. Andy Ruiz's fight, where Ruiz wanted to just swarm him and throw as many punches as possible and not allow Anthony Joshua to throw these looping, extended punches, which he's so well known to do against guys like uh, Vladimir Klitschko and plenty of other fighters. This guy was undefeated heading into this fight, had never lost, uh, whereas Andy Ruiz did have one loss on his record. So this is a massive upset. There's no two ways about it. This definitely throws a wrench in the heavyweight title picture, and to say it doesn't is a gross misrepresentation of the sport and of your fandom as a as a boxing fan. To say, oh, this doesn't throw a wrench in anything. Everything will be fine. The fighters will fight. It'll be good. You know, Wilder will fight Joshua next. No, that, that fight gets put on hold now. And as these fighters decide to duck one another, as these fighters decide to say, no, we're not going to fight, the longer they say these things, the more likely it is that they won't fight because one of these guys is going to get their clock cleaned. And 
that's what happened with Anthony Joshua. It happened in the past. This is not the first time that this has happened in the history of boxing where there's a massive upset where somebody ends a fight in abrupt, devastating fashion, and it's not who you thought would win that fight. I'll go back a couple years ago. There's a guy by the name of Manny Pacquiao. He's fighting Juan Manuel Marquez for the fourth time. And Manny Pacquiao just gets completely knocked out cold, face first, into the ropes, just laid out. And then the Mayweather fight happened. So I guess boxing has a weird way of saying, well, if this fight's not going to happen, if this fight's not going to happen now, it will happen once one of these guys gets knocked out. So maybe there is more of a chance that Joshua will fight Wilder or that Wilder will fight Joshua now that Joshua was knocked out. The business of boxing is so unpredictably stupid that these guys find ways to just lose money left and right. Whether they spend it in stupid manners, whether they allow the promoter to make any and all business decisions for them, they find a way to just completely botch their careers. And that's a shame. You know, that's that's a real shame to the sport of boxing. It pales in comparison to the era that was Ali, Foreman, Frazier, Norton, Holmes, where everyone fought everyone. The best fought the best. They wanted to find out who was the best. And I think that that is an art in boxing that is completely lost. No one wants to find out who's better than the other because one of one of them or all of them are afraid that they are not and that's truly cowardly yes wilder and fury got in the ring and and duked it out but it was almost as if the three judges that night decided hey wilder didn't fight well tonight but he's a massive name he's the younger he's the younger fighter and out of these two we have more of a shelf life business wise with wilder than we do with fury so if wilder loses this fight which he did, that's terrible for our sport. So we're going to make this a draw, being that Wilder did get a knockdown in the 12th and final round. That was the capsulating end to the fight that the judges felt that they could justify and swindle into a draw. Whereas with Anthony Joshua, now that he gets just completely knocked out by Andy Ruiz, the only thing to do with Joshua, the only thing to do with Joshua at this point to make it right is to force him to fight Andy Ruiz again. And I will say that Anthony Joshua's camp completely underestimated Andy Ruiz, completely made Anthony Joshua ill-prepared for that fight because those punches should have never landed. Those punches were flailing, looping punches, desperate punches by Andy Ruiz, and Anthony Joshua is far better than that. I think they fight again. I think Anthony Joshua wins the rematch. And you see a fighter that is much better, a fighter with the eye of the tiger, fighter that is willing to go toe-to-toe and fight smart, fight strategically, not go in there, guns blazing, looking like he doesn't know if he should be in there and just getting completely rocked. Maybe Anthony Joshua was bored. Maybe Anthony Joshua knows who he should be fighting and seeing someone across the ring from him that looks like, as I said, he could be your plumber from down the street. Maybe that made him very relaxed and and just lackadaisical, if you will, in that ring. That's the only reason that this happened. 
in my opinion. There's no other way around it. Andy Ruiz is not a better boxer than Anthony Josh than Anthony Joshua. There's a lot of people out there that are saying, well, now we know what would happen if Anthony Joshua fought Deontay Wilder. No, we don't. We don't know what happened because they haven't fought yet. So that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous narrative, a ridiculous notion that, oh, we know what would happen if Joshua fought Wilder. Wilder would knock him out. No, we don't. We do not know that. They haven't fought. So just stop that. Let's just, let's just cut that out. We know that Joshua fought Ruiz. We know that Joshua did not belong in there that night. That was not the same guy that fought Vladimir Klitschko. Far from it. I don't know who that guy was. But you go back and watch Joshua fight Vladimir Klitschko. That was, that was not the same guy. Two completely different people in that ring. And that's so frustrating as a boxing fan. And people will ask me, who are you a fan of, Ryan? Who do you like more, Joshua, Wilder, Fury? To be honest, I like Tyson Fury a lot. He's, he, I think he's really inspirational, and he's done a lot of great things throughout his career. But I'm not a fan of any of these guys, really. I'm a fan of boxing. I want to see boxing get back to basics of being a great sport again, being in the talk of, of the town. But it hasn't been that in a long time. In a long time, it hasn't been that. And rightfully so, because they've put themselves in this position of fighters not wanting to fight one another, the business of boxing kind of over, overlapping the, the, the brawn in boxing, if you will. And that is very annoying. Very, very cumbersome for somebody that has loved the sport for as long as I have um, and, and just loves combat sports in general. Anthony Joshua will get this right. He will go back to the drawing board, and he will get it right. And Andy Ruiz will end up in far worse shape than Anthony Joshua was. I guarantee you that. All these fans that are saying, well, we know what would happen if what." Let me tell you something about Deontay Wilder, okay? For as, un- for as unblemished as his record is, he's, you know got 39 wins and zero losses and one draw okay that one draw should have been a loss in fairness i've always said that fury beat wilder yeah uh, wilder did knock down fury but deontay wilder has the worst technique of any accomplished boxer that i've ever seen but he has power the likes of which maybe we've never seen since mike tyson so you put wilder and joshua in there You'll see a boxer versus a, a, a brawler, essentially. That's what Ty, that's what Deontay Wilder is. He doesn't set his punches up. He doesn't throw combinations. He throws one punch at a time. And people were so impressed with this one-punch knockout of Dominic Brazil. I was not. I thought it was an easy setup that you learn in basic boxing training to never dip your head the way that your opponent dips his body. And Dominic Brazil dipped his head right into that shot. It was almost as if his head was a magnet to the boxing glove. It was terrible. And that was not impressive by Deontay Wilder at all because all Wilder did was just dip his head and throw an overhand right that Dominic Brazil threw his head into. I mean, go back and watch that in slow motion. Deontay Wilder faked the left, Brazil moved to the right, and Wilder threw a right hand that landed in unison with the movement of Dominic Brazil's head. That's what happened. If it was a if it was a punch that 
was set up with a combination and was clean, I would see that. But all Deontay Wilder did was throw one overhand right, and it knocked the guy out because the guy threw his head into it. So it's very tough for me to give Deontay Wilder all these props when he shouldn't be given these props. It was a nice knockout. It was a fun highlight reel. But that was against a guy that Joshua beat years ago. So really these guys, all three of them, whether it's Joshua, Wilder, or Fury even, they're damaging themselves. They're not damaging anyone else but themselves, collectively themselves. And it's a shame. You know, you got Tyson Fury out on ESPN+. Plus. You got Anthony Joshua on DAZN. And you got Deontay Wilder on Showtime. Three different distributors, three different networks that want no part in co-promoting a fight. So that's just great. That's so great for the fans, right? But you have another guy involved, Eddie Hearn, who I just alluded to. Eddie Hearn should be ashamed of himself for the way that he has promoted Anthony Joshua. He's done a horrible job. Granted, Anthony Joshua's got the nice shorts, the great sponsor known as Under Armour. He's got all that stuff hooked up, hooked line and and sinker. He's got all the sponsors. He's probably the face of boxing right now. But he's a face of a three-headed monster. The Eddie Hearn knows full well that that is the case, that the general public wants to see Joshua fight either Wilder or Fury. And as the days go by, especially now after this devastating loss, the biggest upset in boxing in the last 25, 30 years, that fight will not happen anytime soon. The fight that will happen soon is Andy Ruiz, the heavyweight champion of the world, versus Anthony Joshua. And what happens if Anthony Joshua loses that one? Then you're really screwed. Then you're wondering what, you don't know which way's up. But Anthony Joshua's really got to go back to the drawing board. He's got to pull a Rocky from Rocky 2 on to the beginning of that first fight with Clubber Lang where, you know, Rocky got a little bit civilized. He got a little bit popular. He got a little bit famous, turned into a celebrity, was doing the Sesame Street commercials, was representing the U.S. of A., whereas Anthony Joshua, same thing. He wins the title. He's doing all these big commercials and, and traveling the world and, and being a hero to his country. And the lights, I think, got a little bit too bright for Anthony Joshua, especially in a fight that he thought he would win. He He's decimated everyone he's ever fought. And here he looks across the ring and sees this fat tub of lard standing across from him. And with all due respect to Andy Ruiz, he came and showed up. But... That performance was not one of great technique. That performance was not one of great fighting ability. It was one of seizing the moment and pressure. That's what Andy Ruiz did that that on that night last night. He seized the moment. He he attained pressure and fought a fighter that did not want to fight back. And that is what concerns me the most. When talking about Anthony Joshua, he looked like he did not want to fight back. He looked like he did not want to do the things that he's been accustomed to doing. Punching back, fighting back. Resisting the fight was was horrible. I mean, it was, it was sad in a way. And it was a sad weekend 
for combat sports between Anthony Joshua and Alexander Gustafson. You know, two guys that, yeah, I have respect for those guys. They've put it on the line time and time again in their respective sports, and they lose in devastating fashion, and they just don't look like their heads in it, one of which retired. I know that's not going to be the case with Anthony Joshua. Alexander Gustafson had his reasons, but Anthony Joshua is a guy that you would think would have a lot of career left. Let's, let's look into this, too. We can look into this. We can see what's going on in, in this scenario of Anthony Joshua losing this fight. And I'm, I'm ashamed to say that all of these guys have desperately hurt their cases. And I know I said that already, but I don't think you can say it enough. I will say one thing. Anthony Joshua is as classy a fighter as you will ever find. This dude lost on a big night. He was was just devastated. And lost a, a big fight on a big night. And uh, showed true sportsmanship. I mean... 29 years old, represented England at the 2011 World Championships as an amateur in the super heavyweight division, winning a silver medal, represented Great Britain at the 2012 Olympics, winning gold. 2014, a year after turning professional, he was named the Prospect of the Year by the Ring Magazine. 2017, he was victorious against Vladimir Klitschko, was named Fight of the Year by the Ring and the Boxers Writers Association of America. Joshua was the second British boxer after James DeGale to win both a gold medal at the Olympics and a world title by a major professional sanctioning body, as well as being the first British heavyweight to do so. As of June 2019, Joshua was ranked as the third best active heavyweight by box rec ratings, which that was as of something. That's a shame. He probably fell off a little bit because of that. I'd imagine he was number one prior to that. But it, it, I feel like his corner failed him. I feel like his trainers failed him. This should not have been a fight that was of true difficulty. Andy Ruiz has beaten a lot of names. He's beaten some people. He's only had one loss on his record, as I, as I alluded to. But this was a late-notice fight for Andy Ruiz. He asked for it due to the fact that he was available. That was really it. 32-1 and one now with 21 knockouts. 33-1 and one now with, 21, with 22 knockouts. 6'2", 268 pounds. And all this talk about whether or not Joshua wants to fight Wilder, Joshua's the only one that's talking about fighting Wilder. Wilder has never even brought up fighting Joshua. He's been asked about it, but he's never brought it up himself that, oh, I'll fight Anthony Joshua. Let's put the fight together. All he said is that Joshua's denied it, which 
is not the case. It's, it's just, it's simply not. If it was, I would tell it like it is, but, but it's not. Joshua has repeatedly spoken of his desire to fight the undefeated WBC champion Wilder for all four titles, but with the American expected to fight Fury in a rematch in Las Vegas in April before the fight was canceled, he needed alternate, an alternative opponent, and he insisted Dillian White would then be the leading candidate. The 30-year-old Dillian White called Joshua out once Chris Sora had recovered from his 11th-round knockout, but Joshua, 29, was unusually booed by many of those who were present at the O2. If Deontay Wilder is serious and he's going to fight Tyson Fury and doesn't want to become the undisputed champion, Dillian, you will get a shot. We fast forward the timeline to January of twenty or uh, December twenty ninth of two thousand eighteen. Joshua's Wembley date was still on hold. Eddie Hearn stated that Dillian White was the front runner to challenge Joshua while still waiting for Hearn to contact him. White claimed to hear rumors that Joshua would pack in Wembley date and instead fight American contender Jarrell Miller at Madison Square Garden. On January twelfth, two thousand nineteen, White revealed that he turned down a severe lowball offer from Joshua to fight him in a rematch. White did not reveal the figure, however, claimed it was lower than what he received against Chrysora in December of 2018. By January 21st, Eddie Hearn stated there would be a possibility Joshua may fight well in the United States instead. According to Hearn, it was Joshua who was making the offer for the White fight. White claimed Joshua did not want to fight him, as he had known since September 2018 that he would be fighting in April 2019, yet did not make any offers. On February 1st, boxing promoter Anthony Joshua's promoter Eddie Hearn admitted it was becoming highly unlikely that Joshua would still fight at Wembley Stadium on April 13th. On the 2nd of February, White claimed that Joshua was dead and was to look at other opponents, including a a potential fight with Dominic Brazil. According to Miller, Joshua initially offered White $3 million, then increased the offer to $5 million, only to go down $3.5 million. So all of this business in boxing is just complete, it's, it's a complete joke. And as terms were accepted in February by Jarrell Miller, Miller was the original opponent. Miller failed a drug test for the banned substance of GW1516. It's on the black market as Endurabol. So anything that ends in ball is banned and is probably a pretty potent steroid. So that's not good. It's a performance enhancer. It was a drug that was used in 2008. So all of that led to the fact that Andy Ruiz was made the opponent. Then Eddie Hearn went to Ivan Dachko. Manuel Char, Alexander Dimtrenko, and Andy Ruiz puts his name forward. Luis Ortiz's team had rejected, or Andy Ruiz's team had rejected two offers of career high purses to fight Joshua. Terms were agreed to, though, within a week. So here are these low terms. Rees made seven million, whereas Joshua made probably excess of twenty. And 
a massive underdog entering the fight, as I said. So many people disregarded Ruiz. And everything that I just read there was on USA Today Sports. So all credit goes to them. Ruiz, as nothing more than a replacement who stood little to no chance against the heavily favored Joshua, the fight was immediately considered to be one of the greatest upsets in heavyweight boxing history, garnering comparisons to Buster Douglas' upset victory over Mike Tyson in 1990. So 1990 is literally 29 years ago. Almost 30 years ago. Wow. I hope the pay-per-view did well for Eddie Hearn's sake. (laughs) Katie Taylor, one of the best boxers in recent memory. The fighting Irish female defended Delphine Person to win another belt. Katie Taylor, she is phenomenal. She just won a WBC title. She's the female lightweight undisputed champion. She's got the the WBA, IBF, WBO, and the WBC belts. She is essentially the Anthony Joshua of women's fighting in the lightweight division. 14-0 with six wins by knockout, eight by decision. It's almost a 50% ratio. But man, to say that this doesn't throw a wrench in the plans of boxing, you'd be sorely... Sorely misunderstanding that. You'd be very misinformed or uninformed. Whatever fancy word you want to use. You'd be out of the loop, essentially. If you think that this fight didn't throw a wrench in the plans of boxing, boy, you are wrong. Eddie Hearn is now scrambling to get this rematch, and apparently a rematch clause was not even put in the original contract. I hope that that's a false report by BT Sport. But BT Sport is known to be pretty damn good. They're like the ESPN overseas. And they're pretty reliable. So Eddie Hearn, get on that rematch. Joshua will make it happen if they fight again. He will knock out Andy Ruiz. Mark my words. I'm Ryan Thomas. It was the Thomas Take Sports Podcast. My reaction to Anthony Joshua's massive upset loss to Andy Ruiz. We have a new heavyweight champion, and he has a dad bod.